0: there's a lot in this gospel a lot of interesting details a lot of lines that we might be even surprised to hear in scripture Jesus wept the stench of four days or even the line untie him and let him go I was struck by as as I was thinking about this gospel in terms of preaching this Sunday I was originally struck by the fact that at the beginning of the gospel we are told that Mary was the one who had anointed the Lord with perfumed oil that detail gives us an image then of a different time in the house of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus in which that ointment is broken open so much so that the smell fills the whole of the house and then towards the end of this gospel we get this objection take away the stone lord by now there will be a stench he has been dead for four days the aromatic smell of faith devotion and love as compared with the stench of death which is the wages of sin so I was thinking about this I couldn't help but be reminded of something that took place just not far down the road from here right there on 71 I was heading home from Kings Island up towards Lebanon so that stretch of road right after you go past Kings Island exit the Kings Mills Road exit you go down the hill a little ways and now of course there's the gravel pits that they're digging over there but the berm is pretty far down it goes on the right hand side of the highway goes down probably a good 60, 70 yards on a slope. And one afternoon as I'm going home from work, I see a deer carcass all about halfway down there with a pretty nice rack on, the, on it. So I go by and notice it. The next day, pass it again, noticed it again. It was still there. Third day, still there. And the temperatures are not cold at this time of year. It's It's early fall, the deer had been struck and was laying that far off the road. But like I said, had a nice rack. So on the fifth day, so it had been dead at least four. On the fifth day, I decide I'm gonna pull over, get the hacksaw out, and take off the antlers. So I pull over, and just as I start to head down the slope, car pulls up behind me, stops real quick, a guy jumps out and he goes, I was just talking to the state highway patrol and they told me I could have this deer. I'm like you want this deer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's driving a Volkswagen rabbit with a hatchback. And I said, I mean the deer had already bloated. And I'm, you don't want this. Oh yeah, I'm going to take it home. Okay. He says, "Will you help me put this in the car?" <laughs> and I said, "Wouldn't miss it for the world." <laughs> so we dragged the deer up the slope. And it stank. I mean, it it was ripe. And he's got a Volkswagen Rabbit hatchback. So the only way that it would fit and him still be able to drive because if you put it in head first, the the rack would get in the way of him even steering I mean the antlers would have been in the side of his head so we had to put it in ass first and the backside of that deer he rode home however far he had to ride home with the backside of that deer in his ear and I thought how could you possibly want to do that but that's what he wanted and I can't imagine what his car smelled like forever after. But as I was thinking about that, our Lord's attitude towards sin and death is like our attitude to putting that carcass of that dead deer in our front seat with us. His attitude towards that which deprives us of life is the same that we would have if someone said to us, Why don't you take that deer home with you? And he would say, are you crazy? That's the stench of sin and death. Why do you get into the vehicle with it? So when our Lord is confronted with sin, the blindness of sin, like last week, he heals it. When he's confronted with the wages of sin, which is death in our gospel today, He insists to Martha, I am the life. I am the resurrection. There is no other way past this stench, this death, than through me. There is no other way. And he weeps because of their lack of understanding if you read the gospel closely you'll hear people say that Jesus weeps because he loves Lazarus so much and he's perturbed because he sees them upset he's upset because he spent so much time with Martha with Mary with Lazarus and although Martha can say the very the very things she needs to say in terms of being correct she does not have the understanding that it is Jesus himself who is life he reminds her he says to her did I not tell you that if you believe you will see the glory of God indicating that he has had previous conversations with these three about who he is and about what he offers and yet Martha's still very much trapped in the vision of the world which the world has when Martha comes up and says when she first meets the Lord if you had been here my brother would not have died which are the same words that Mary uses when Mary comes up and greets the Lord which means all the while Lazarus has been sick the two of them saying we sent for him he will come he will cure you we sent for him he will come he will cure you meanwhile Jesus is saying we're going to stay here two more days so when Martha comes up she accuses him if you had been here my brother would not have died and then he questions her your brother will rise I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day and then he tells her I am the resurrection and the life do you believe this yes Lord I've come to believe that you are the Christ the Son of God the one who is coming into the world. She prefaced all this by saying, whatever you ask, even now I know that God will give you. She did not ask or did not say that because she was asking Jesus to raise her brother. That's not where her faith was at yet. She said this reminding Jesus, if you had been here, I know that God would have answered your prayer. And even now, I'm telling you, we believe that if you were here, God would have heard your prayer. But she has not yet made the connection that the whole of life, whatever life there is, whatever escape from sin and death there is, is Jesus. He is it. as we finish up our Lenten journey and we're passing into that time here this last week of Lent and into Holy Week, it is the time to ask ourselves, given the Gospels of the past two weeks, do we really see Christ as the complete center, the entirety of our life, that gives life, that promises life that will, in fact, save us from death. Is Christ the one we look to now? In these next two weeks, it is a great opportunity to, in a certain sense, focus our Lenten contemplation as we pass into this time of the passion of Christ. And to ask ourselves sincerely, To what extent do I find the totality of my life in Jesus Christ? If we are able to even contemplate that over the next two weeks, we will be very much on that road that Jesus is asking of Martha and Mary, do you believe? And we will be very much in tune with those who had come with Mary who had seen what he had done and began to believe in him. The next two weeks we can ask ourselves are we the type of person who is drawn to the smell of sinfulness and death that would put the carcass of death in the car with us day after day Or are we asking the Lord to free us, to untie us, to set us free on that road of life which is him, which is a relationship in him, and which is only known through him?